Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined as always, this time live from the Pepsi Center after the Avs drop game one. AJ Hayfley, the Avs do lose to the St. Louis Blues 4-2-1 in what was a sloppy, dirty, rusty, gelatinous mess of a hockey game, basically. I mean, it wasn't pretty to say the least, AJ. Uh, I think it was said best somebody in my Twitter mentions, which I don't know that I've ever said those words out loud before, <laughs> uh, but it looked like they all ate Thanksgiving dinner 10 minutes before puck drop. Yep. It was such a lethargic. Oh God. Did I say Pepsi center failure turnover of a mess. I mean, just a, just a disaster. And now after three hours of it being fine, my glasses are fogging up with my mask. It's going really well. We're off to a great start. Great start. Just like the abs. Just yeah. like the abs. The abs caught everything. All of this is going really well. <laughs> I can't see anything anymore. So Everyone can see you. That's what counts. Oh, good. That's what everyone wants in life. <laughs> so, I mean, break it down. Look, the game started off. Great for the Evs. They get an early power play and they convert with Andre Burakovsky. Uh, you know, it was a deflected shot, got a little bit lucky, but the Avs had all the momentum to start the first period, and then the rest of the first was kind of just a mess. Uh yeah. They got yep. their ass kicked in the first period. I there mean you know, it really set the tone um clearly for the season. Uh, St. Louis is the best team in the NHL running away right now. Uh, there's no way that they lose any games for at least two or three weeks. They're incredible. Uh, they came out with so much fire and passion. They're really just a driven group. And I think what they what they did was just a, a showcase of what it is to be a true team, a true team with championship medal. Um, yeah, the Blues are the Blues are amazing. You should put all your money on them right now. I'm I'm taking you very seriously at the moment. <laughs> and look, I think there's a conversation to be had here about the rest of the Avs versus what the Blues brought because 
the Blues did certainly outwork them for oh, a significant they, portion of this game. They legitimately kicked their ass in the first and third periods. Yep. I mean, just a straight up in the third period. That's what that's what St. Louis wants to do. One goal lead, three goal lead, does not matter, right? They want to they want to get a lead, go into the third period, put the vice grip on you like an anaconda, just go all over, all around you, wrap themselves around you, and just squeeze the life out of you ever so slowly. That's how they like to play. That's what they do, and they do it at a really high level, and that's exactly what they did tonight. They had a really good third period, didn't give the abs much of anything, just capitalized on a couple of, of bad bad decisions, bad turnovers from the abs, and I think if you're looking for the biggest positive, that's it. And the thing that killed the abs tonight is very, very fixable. Yep. Uh, it's a thing that you can clean up really just with a little additional sharpness, some better focus, better execution. Honestly, man, I mean, it's top to bottom. I just take their first two goals and, and we'll get into the other two later, but their first two goals by the blues in the first period are both just egregious mistakes. One of them, the first goal being Ian Cole, just floating through the neutral zone. Ryan Graves gets abandoned one on three in his own zone. Nothing you yeah. can do there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I when it happened live, they were going away from me, and I was like, "Are both of those guys behind the entire defense?" Yeah, right. I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I was blown away by some of the decisions that got made tonight uh, by guys on the fly. Yeah, just really. It, I I see someone in the chat bringing up the second line of Sad Landy Kadri. Honestly, that line was not good to be clear, but. All of the mistakes I saw from that line were, oh, Brandon Saad has played in this system with these guys for about a week and a half, and it's clear that they haven't clicked yet. Like, you know, and it's funny because on that line, Brandon Saad was the only one who didn't look like total dog shit tonight. <laughs> this, when when we did our preview video and we talked about second stars and we were kind of like, eh, we're not really that worried about Nazem Kadri in the age thing, but there was a little bit of slippage this year, like... He was really bad tonight. Yep. I thought, you know, Landis Cog, there were some problems, but there were there were some highlights as well with Kadri. I didn't think I didn't feel like there were any positives whatsoever. I felt like it was just a total a total disaster for Kadri. He I thought he was Colorado's worst player. He's a bit of a slow starter last year too, so maybe it takes a little bit to get up to speed for him or something, but the Avs as it stands, I mean if it's not game one, you're looking at that performance and saying it's blatantly not good enough. Yeah. But it is game one. There was obvious rust. You're playing against the St. Louis Blues in a situation where they punished your mistakes and you had to play the entire game the exact way the Blues wanted to play. Where they're leading, they try to slog everything up, and the Avs just couldn't quite get that goal back. Uh, and then the second goal by the Blues, uh, just the second and third goals, honestly, were just egregious, egregious avalanche turnovers that just cannot happen. But absolutely, man. And I mean, this is this is the thing that we're taking away from this is that most more than anything, man, Colorado shot themselves in the foot tonight. This was not like St. You're trying to balance. Like St. Louis obviously played well. Yep. Uh, they obviously. They obviously punched the abs right in the face you know walked in walked in head butted them punched them right in the face right <laughs> just like they took it to the abs but the goals tonight the, the 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 plays that that made the difference on the scoreboard started and end with the abs i mean those were those are mistakes 
Yep. They're unforced errors. Sam Gerard leaving the puck for nobody behind the net. Unforced error. Yeah. It there's and I'm sure when we have Evan on the show, the Avs will say no excuses either. But um for for a team like the Avs, I I just don't I don't worry about it because we know this team is capable of so much more than that. Take capable of being crisp and yeah. clean. And you could see even even when in the second line, when the top line was starting to get things rolling a little bit, things were close, but they just weren't quite connecting the way they needed to. They they got a couple of good opportunities, but you know, a puck would flub off a stick a little bit, or it yeah. just the pass goes into the skates. It's just not quite there yet. Connor Timmons somehow fired what I thought was going to be a good outlet pass directly between, and I had the perfect angle. I was right behind it, and he threw it directly between two teammates. Each one of them thought it was for the other guy, and they both lifted up their sticks. And I was like, no, this is just (laughs) one of those nights, right? (laughs) Oh, what a mess. There you go. Thank you, Eric. Hit like and subscribe if you're enjoying the content. We're doing post-game shows for every single Avalanche game this season. So if you want to get notified when we go live, you can also hit that bell. I mean, look, everyone on the Avs, well, not everyone, but I would say everyone on the Avs' top line had good moments. I think Devontae's looked absolutely excellent tonight, to be honest, as one of the new guys. First of all, Sammy Blay should be suspended. Yeah, that clear um, headshot for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a clear like. I'm sure he tries to hit him like he tries to go in um, on the shoulder or whatever, but he got him right in the head, like clear, clear cut, total headshot, no doubt about it. Um, that's he should be, he should be suspended probably two or three games, honestly. Yeah, I don't I don't think there should be any real discussion or doubt about that just because he came back. Um, doesn't mean shit to me. Uh, he should be. That's an easy suspension. You're trying to legislate headshots out of the game. You can't let somebody just elbow a guy in the head. Uh, Taves came back, looked a little shaky, and then was everything that he was advertised. There was a moment in the second period when Colorado was really leaning on St. Louis in response, where the Blues looked like they were going to have a breakout, and. <laughs> Taves and McCarr both turned around and just got on their horse and got back to the puck, and it it got to the blue line. The blue line. And Taves picked it up, moved it across, and it was backing out and again. And I was like, this not, it's not sexy defense. It's not, it's not something that's going to show up, but like this is what team speed does. You get the puck, they get it out of there. They're able to get a change just barely. And they went right back into the offensive zone and started leaning on him again. And I was, I, I thought Devon Taves had a pretty solid yeah. debut. The, the play that sold it for me, for him, was uh, I think it was the second period. The Avs are struggling to get the puck out of the zone, and the Blues get it in deep uh, behind the Avs net. And Taves just works a guy, just straight up works him behind the net, takes the puck away, controls it, no panic, gets the puck up to another player and out of the zone. And if he's yeah. doing that, the Avs defense is going to get a lot better than it was tonight. I'll, well, I'll tell it's, you that. It's funny because like Sam Gerrard looked really dynamic with the puck. Yep. A lot of really, a lot of really good uh opportunities created by him. Smart with plays in feet. the offensive zone. Yeah. Moved really well, dusted at least three dudes, had a double spin move at center ice. Like Sam Gerrard looked really good. And then he didn't. And then turned around and just got smoked. 
the defense clearly the defensive puck management, I guess. Let's let's call yeah. it what it is. The Avs puck management was a disaster, particularly in the defensive zone. It just has to be better. But yeah. it, it's such an easy fix for the Avs that unless we see this for two, three, four games in a row, then you start to worry. But yeah. one night of the Avs just not being able to hold on to the puck, you go, okay, whatever. Yeah, uh, and, and like when you when you rely on a defense that wants to move its feet and wants to get out and skate, you're going to have nights like this where they're sluggish. They're going to have to find ways to be successful when they're not all going 100%, right? Yep. Kel McCarr tonight just didn't look very good. There were moments, but overall was just kind of blah. Was not was not the impact player that you're expecting Kel McCarr to be. Agreed. Uh, we talk about a little bit more in the second period, but first we have Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Hopefully you're sipping on an avalanche amber right now, maybe uh, maybe in sadness or maybe to, to drink to, to forget about this game a little bit. But the next one I have a feeling might be in victory after the next Avs game. So head on down to the farmhouse if you're local, pick up whatever type of Breck brew you like there, or check the Breck beer locator online to find a liquor store near you that has whatever type of beer you're looking for. And of course, we also have DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Our producer, Ali Monroy, got one right tonight, putting the bet on Burakovsky to score. So put one on. Well, on I'm, ups- I'm upset because I should have trusted my judgment on first goal, but I was like, hmm. AJ was like, mm. everyone was like, mm. so I mean, I put him to score at least a goal, but I was very happy that I at least got that. Yeah. There you go. Easy money. Trust the DNVR bets crew to get you the bets you need. Uh, Just don't go back and watch that episode from tonight. Okay, I didn't watch it. Do so. not watch yeah, that episode. All my other bets did not hit. But at least I got that one. Hey, look, sometimes one is enough. All right? Sometimes one is enough. If you want to bet on hockey, basketball, the football playoffs still going on, head on over to the DraftKings Sportsbook and when you sign up with the code DNVR, be sure to do that to let them know we sent you. They are hooking you up with a bunch of an amazing offers, including for the playoffs in football coming up this weekend. Bet on a team to win. You can bet $1 to win 100 bucks. So head on over there, and, and why not pick yourself up a free $99? Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that 100-to-1 odds boost on any football game this weekend. Again, code DNVR for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ and Ruto coming at you here. AJ, the Avs bottom six got kind of destroyed tonight when you look at the numbers. Now, uh, yeah, they should have scored a goal. Yeah, Calvert um, kind of blasted one there. So it's a good thing the netting was there. Uh, and gravity coming right, coming right for you. Otherwise, uh, that puck might be on the moon by now. Uh, <laughs> it was nowhere near. Uh, nowhere near the net. I, I was dumbfounded when that happened. I looked at data and I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, please tell me that hit something. Uh, nope. Just, he straight up just sandwiched that thing. All right. So. Tyson Jost looked really good, though. But hey. if Tyson if Tyson Jost is one of your best players and it's not coming 
via hat trick like in Tampa Bay last year, you got a real problem yeah. on your hands. And and the problem here is the Avs top six. I, they might have gotten a couple shots in the last couple minutes, but for the vast majority of the game, they had one shot on goal from their entire bottom six. Mm-hmm. You're just not having enough impact on the game, and and this may stem from a greater problem here with the Avs tonight, which was their zone exits and entries were just awful. Oh my god. <laughs> The, the entries in particular were just a disaster. Here we go. Some updates from Evan. Bednar, pretty much what we expected. Avs got outworked from the start with lazy habits, and then they were better in second period. But, yeah, the score was the score. So, is what it is. And you have to think, particularly after the first period, that Bednar is not happy with this team. Oh, dude. <laughs> the word, the, the, the phrase puck management... <laughs> uh, gonna get set a lot of practice tomorrow i bet when they do the video of this thing it's gonna be puck management puck management puck management just did not did not control the puck well at all they didn't it was just it was so sloppy it's the best word for this is it was it was sloppy and uh, a high skill team is not gonna win a lot of sloppy games like this yep they've gotta be gotta be on it better than they were this was this was bad how much of it is a tough matchup for the Avs tonight? Blues are a team that will work. I don't to... want to hear it. Okay. Straight up. I don't care. They're better. They're the better team. They should be able to handle these guys, especially they didn't have a preseason either. They have their Oscar Sundquist is playing on their second line and they give up two goals to the guy. Um, I'm, I'm just not. I. That's garbage excuses to me. If you're going to fancy yourself a cup contender, you have to be able to play all styles and all comers. They have more talent than than St. Louis, and they just got outplayed and they got outworked. Um, honestly, I'm I'm just not I'm not here for that. I'm not here for the the style excuses. I'm not here for the physical. Oh, they're a bigger team that likes to hit. No, I don't want to hear it. All right. Well, we have. I just, I'm just not I'm just not interested in that 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 line of excuses. You know, maybe maybe we get towards the end of the year, and uh, you know. They can't handle. They can't handle any of these guys. Then maybe it's a conversation. But honestly, I, right? I just think it's every time. Every time you bring it up, it's the it's the same people that bring it up, and it's the same. It's it's confirmation bias at work. Sure. So I I have a feeling uh, the Avs locker room probably agrees with you here, as we have Evan Rowell coming on the show from the post game pressers to to fill us in here, Evan. How's the feeling in the locker room? <laughs> well, the one thing I'll say is that uh, they they have high expectations for themselves, and the one thing that they have, I feel like if you have high expectations, you can't make excuses, and n- nobody that talked made any excuses. They basically just said they were not ready to go from the start, and, you know, you have to accept the responsibility there, and uh, Bednar was pretty straightforward saying, you know, lazy habits from the start they just were outworked nothing nothing more than that so it was a that was an unpleasant game to watch i would say i'm sure (laughs) that aj feels the same at the rink yeah which by the way i want to talk about that a little i know several people have asked like what was it like it's really weird by the way in here like the atmosphere is bizarre uh i was very close to a full-blown panic attack in the first period because the piped-in crowd noise was so loud that my ears were ringing, 
and it spiked my anxiety through the roof that I was like, I was having to do like meditative practice, like breathing exercises to calm myself down. Otherwise, I was going to be like curled up in the on the floor, like freaking out because it was so loud and overwhelming. I was like, dude, it was it was some straight like Guantanamo Bay shit. It was so messed up in here. And they they turned it down. Thank God, because I was having a real problem. Like I was about to have to leave this place because it was such a mess. But it's a it's a weird atmosphere in here without fans and all this piped in noise. There were a couple of times where it 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 stopped working and it got really quiet in here and it was like a godsend. And then it got working again and it went back to being bad. Well, opening night for the uh people running the audio too, I guess. Uh hopefully they sort that out. Uh Evan, any positives from from the guys you interviewed today or was it all just we got to be better? No, it was yeah, pretty much got to be better. Um they were asked about Bedner was asked about Grubauer that he looked poor. Um, I didn't. I would. I yeah, didn't ask I, that because Grubauer was not Grubauer the problem tonight. Like, hold on. That he, yeah. you know, struggled catching the puck. You know, he didn't. He there were three he, goals that he couldn't do much on. Yeah, the fourth goal arguably his fault, but not because of a save. Because he just didn't handle the puck. Right. Yeah. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the playing goaltender part. It was the handling the puck part that he failed. Yeah, Gruby was not the problem tonight. Um, he did like the fourth line. Um, he liked Jost and Calvert. Those were the two guys that he kind of called out. Um, but he, you know, he, he, he basically said there was really only a handful of guys he actually liked tonight, which I would agree with. There was not, not much to like tonight. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Grubauer, they're not using the short camp as an excuse because – you know, they came out of the pandemic camp looking just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't um the short camp thing, that's true of everybody. Yep. Every like, single team had to deal with it. They all started at the same time, except for those couple of teams that started a few days early. Um I don't it's weird that people are like, Oh, it's the they'll gel. It'll be fine. Like there was very there's very little turnover on the team. There are essentially two new guys. I guess three if you want to count Timmons. But otherwise, very little turnover. No major systems changes. All the same coaches. Um, no excuses. They played like garbage. No yeah. excuses seems to be the mantra for an Avs loss here. One I expect to hear almost every night they lose this season. Yeah. So. Uh, you just said there's not many positives, but I am going to pick your two brains. If you're trying to drag something good out of this game, where are you going? I mean, Gerard's first 40 minutes, I guess. I mean, Jost, I think Jost looked good in, in the new role. Um, yeah, beyond that, there really wasn't a whole a whole lot. The stars just were not good enough, and yeah. All right that easy aj nothing else yeah i mean kind of kind of is what we talked about um, yeah sure they they shot themselves in the foot and the blues let them yeah like they, got out they of their took, way and let yeah them they up. took yeah. they took full yeah. advantage of uh they took full advantage of colorado's mistakes and that was it very very little of what the blues were successful with today uh at least in terms of the scoring was uh, a result of 
St. Louis doing too much. Yep. Agreed. I would say the Blues played how they want to play, and the Avs did not play at all how they want to play. And that's how that's how St. Louis is just beats teams. They just play the way they want to play. So yeah, not much good from here. So a rough start to say the least, but Avs are only 0-1. You can only take one loss on any given night. So a lot of season left as far as that's concerned for the Avs. You, I guess we'll address this. You don't go meddling with your lineup after one game. No. I mean, <laughs> like, if Eric Johnson was totally healthy, you could probably drop Timmons out of there and put Eric Johnson in, and it would be totally understandable. That would be fine. I I really didn't think, um, I know a lot of people have been like, oh, Timmons was terrible tonight. I really, I really didn't think he was that bad. A uh, lot of a lot of room for improvement. We've seen much better from him, but I thought there were some. I thought there were positives sprinkled in there. I didn't think it was a train wreck. Yeah. So, I just personally, I just it, he looked like a kid playing in. I mean, he's only played in a handful of NHL games, and it's like <laughs> every time, every time that a guy gets into the lineup for the first time, and it it. It's not really, really good. It's like, get him out of there. And it's like, whoa, you gotta, you know, are you gonna let the young kid find his legs or not? Like, it was just, I don't know. It's, I mean, look, you look at, he got pretty turnstile. Turnstile is the wrong word. He did a full 360 trying to defend a two on one back where he was yeah. by himself. So he might have not looked funny. good doing it, but. On a night where the entire rest of the Avs team is doing their job, Timmons would have been just fine tonight. Yeah, I'm. I don't know, man. I'm. I didn't really have a problem uh, with Timmons. Uh, I thought Cole was was bad early. It got better, but not not good enough. Um, Graves was really up and down. I thought that pass he made to the back door with Calvert was awesome, and he should have been rewarded. Uh, with an assist, but that's life sometimes, right? Yep. Yeah. I thought I thought Timmons was okay, but the reality is they need to play him yeah. consecutively to realize what they have. Um, I do have concerns about his skating. You know, it doesn't really look that much better to me, but um, I mean, it's his third NHL game in the regular season, so what are you going to do? You got to see what you have with him, but yeah, I mean, the the real disappointment to me was, you know, I thought Makar looked incredibly average, yeah. if if even that, tonight. Um, Taves is tough to get a read on because, you know, he took that big hit right away and, you know, was kind of in and out of the game from there. But um, I like yeah. I like Taves. I thought, I, liked yeah, his game. I thought he was quite good, too. Um, the player which we haven't talked about are McKinnon and Miko, the guys that are supposed to be the stars on the forward side. I thought they did good things, but at the end of the day, no points for either of them. Yeah, I thought uh, they had moments. You know, there there were some there were some moments where they they were clicking like normal, and it was it looked like normal. We just didn't have the finish. You know, Miko Miko bombed a one timer on the power play over the net, and how many times have we seen him bury that stuff? Yeah. So you know, it's it's fine. All right. First period, they were 
I thought Miko in particular in the first period was pretty awful, but he oh, got I, better. I mean, I think I don't think there was anybody good in the first period except yeah. for Brower. Miko seemed a little bit more comfortable right off the bat in the second period, but they they have more to give, and I'm sure they know it. Um, we got angry Mac for a little bit there, but yeah, the Avs just weren't skating tonight, and you know is what it is. They played a good team, and that team was a lot better than the Avs tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess we'll see if they adjust the lines because I don't, I don't, I, I really hope they don't do too much with it. I don't think there needs to be a ton. It would feel like an overreaction to one game. You know, you put together that Landeskog, Kadri, Sod line for a reason, and I thought they started out really well, and then it went sideways in a big hurry, and then it was a total disaster. Yeah, yeah, I mean the only. And I think AJ, we've talked about this before, but the only move I see happening down the line is Berkey dropping that second line. Just add some dynamic yeah. ability to that line. Um, I don't expect it to happen next game, but um, to me, the big, you know, I, Rudo, you said it on Twitter, is the bottom six was non-existent. And if they're going to go through another year of playing Belmar as much as they played him tonight... You know, we saw it in the playoffs. They kind of, you know, played him a lot more than what he probably should be played. Then I, I, I'm going to be a little concerned about that bottom six. Um, and obviously they need Donskoy and those guys to be better. Uh, I think that. I'm not sure if Pierre Edward Belmar is an NHL player. There were some things that he did tonight where, uh, and I've always kind of been a little iffy on him. So what AJ is saying is my bottom six hot take is looking good. I I think Evan's hot take is looking good. Of uh, It's not going to be Cout. It's going to be Bowers. <laughs> um, because I think after tonight, I would have a major temptation to put Shane Bowers in over Pierre-Edward Belmar. And that would be an overreaction. But... Was bad, dude. I thought he he just multiple. There were multiple rushes up the ice between Jost and Calvert, where they were they were looking good. Uh, they, I mean, the second they hit the blue line, it was just like they forgot what the puck was. It's, well, yeah, and he just he killed multiple scoring opportunities. That two on one that they had, and yep, he just it was so bad. It was so bad, and I against just, a forward too. Yeah, and like the forward completely 100% sold out on him, and he looked shocked by it. He was like, I've never seen a sliding player before. It was just, it was a mess, dude. I was, he was really bad. I And because you have the talent that you do behind him, I don't know that I would have a very long leash there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, one game probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, I'm. Again, I I just said I wouldn't make any lineup changes, but if if Belmar goes out and kind of poops the bed again, uh, Shane Bowers game three. There you go. Uh, we do need to take our second period break on that note with Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee that has really changed lives. You can subscribe now 
to get 20% off. You can use code DNVR if it's your first purchase. And then with the subscription service, you can get 20% off every single time you buy with two, three, four, six, or eight week options. The CBD is non-psychoactive and it's been known to help many aches and pains, including migraines, IBS, joint pain, many other things as well. So head on over to strivacraftcoffee.com and give it a try today. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo, AJ, and Evan coming at you. Eric Johnson, obviously not in the game. I, I want to look at this. Forget however Timmons played. Forget however the the replacements side of that. But mm-hmm. does a veteran presence like EJ prevent some of the issues we saw tonight from this defense? Obviously not. Ian Cole's not a veteran presence. <laughs> eh, fair. Ian Cole doesn't wear an A, though. Mm. Letters only mean so much. <laughs> yeah, no. I feel like I, I made my it. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. this was not a leadership problem. This was just, uh, they were they just didn't look good. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I, I like no Eric against it. Them. Definitely. I sure. Just, but so good Bowen Byron, right? Not, I, they're, I and their know. PK looks fine. One of the key parts of the game for EJ on this team now. So that's yeah. It it is what it is. The Avs just weren't good enough in this game for the most part. Um, looking up and down the blue side of things, I mean, is all right. Actually, let's look at it this way. Is there anything, AJ, that you would take away from this as a long-term concern? I know you started off the show with you saying most of this is easily fixable for the Avs, but is there anything that you think might need some extra work? Um, I mean, I guess it's the power play. Yeah. It just wasn't dynamic tonight. It didn't, didn't create a whole lot. It's one goal was a broken play uh, where Burakovsky just bombed a putt from six feet away, you know? Yep. Um, I don't know. I just... It was a lucky play. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my only long-term concern at this point uh, really is the power play and a little bit of Belmar. Okay. Most, I, so I want to clarify with the Belmar stuff, just that I think there's a big skill disparity between him and the rest of the team. Um, he's the odd man out kind of well, and, and he's a very specific role player. It's win face offs, penalty kill, bring a, bring a positive attitude, bring a lot of energy, be physical, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I just, I, I just think that there's me personally, I'm going to have a short leash because I think that the skill level might hold that line back. Look, if like if Tyson, if Tyson Jost is going to look like he did tonight. And of course we've, how many times have we said this yeah. about Tyson Jost? Like, or he has amazing process, but like he has a he has a good solid game. I thought tonight he just didn't get a ton of help, though. Yeah, definitely fair. So, um, and it's like I'm not I'm not expecting fifteen it, goals out of the guy or anything like that. Nothing it's like just that. The, I just the situation the Avs are in, right? They have a unique position this year where if someone's not performing, there's three dudes trying to take your job as a forward. Right. Well, and the taxi squad being where it is, being right on top of them, practicing with them every day. Um, I think I think you just need to be more. You might need to be more aggressive. You need to foster that 
kind of competition within your own roster to say if you're if you're not gonna be on the top of your game, well, you've got to find a way to at least be an effective player. And tonight, I thought I thought there were just too many train wrecks. And with the practicing side of things too, what do you have Shane Bowers doing every day at practice? The exact same role Belmar's doing. Yeah. So it should be easy to just drop in a player like that. Um, legit, you know, concerned about Val Nachushkin. Didn't do anything tonight. Complete yeah. no-show from him. Yeah, he played not, like, at all. <laughs> this game, he played, like, seven minutes or something like that. And and that's yeah. the problem, is you go down the Avs lineup, and every other dude is no-show, 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 and yeah. that's how you lose 4-1. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, my my concern... The top six will be fine. I'm not worried about them at all. They'll figure it out. There's too much talent and everything in there. My concern all along has really been that third line. I guess third line, um, because I think it's just a weird mix of players that have never really meshed well together. It's it's really an island of misfit toys. You have the yeah. Tushkin who has more offense and you know yeah. whatever, like good defensively, um, and then Comfer like okay on you know okay points wise in his career and Donskoy has always been like a 35-ish point guy so it's just they're just sort of like the leftovers yeah right. they're like the leftover line man like and you look at not good enough to be top six guys but aren't necessarily excelling in the in the role that they're being given well and you look at you look at all three of them and you're asking who's the line driver there because we've seen Donskoy be effective with players who drive lines. We've yeah. seen Nachush can be effective with players who drive lines. Confer maybe once every eighth game will drive a line, but not consistently yeah. enough. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my problem, is that it's such a line of misfit toys that now they have to overplay that fourth line, and then you get to other problems. So um, Confer to me, it's just like 80% of the game, I don't even notice this guy in 80% of games. And then he yeah. has that one game where it's like he puts up two or three points, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, there he is." Yeah. But to me, he's he's the one guy that if this was to continue during the year, that they would need to be like, "Okay, you know, third line center is kind of a you know, it's it is a pretty important role in the team. Can we it improve is. on this?" So that's just that would be my only real concern going forward. I think the def- defense is fine. Timmons and or uh, Graves and Cole had bad games, but I mean. That's your third pair. I think they're going to have, they're just going to have nights like that. That's just what happens with third pairs. So it's yeah. the reality of it. I think the team ultimately fine. I just have concerns about the, really the third line and that leaks into, leaks over into the fourth line. Yeah. And right. I like, I, what I like about their fourth line is that they have a clear cut identity. Um, These are, these are all guys that you're expecting to do certain things, right? Like, mm-hmm. They're gonna yeah, bring energy. Yeah, yeah. Calvert's a big energy guy. He's a big. He's a super tryhard, and you know, Jost brings a little bit of skill, but he's also trying to. He's also trying to adapt himself into that role, which that's where he's been most of his career. He should be pretty adapted to it by now. <laughs> um, but like, you're just looking for a spark from those guys. Like they, they drew a penalty in this. They should have scored a goal. Your fourth line, you're you have to you have to have liked what they've done overall as a group. But at five v five tonight, you know they get actual shots on goal, eleven to one against them. Yep, <laughs> I mean, not good enough. Um, yeah, that's you can look good, but yeah, you know you got caved in. 
So, so you got to worry. And definitely, and like tonight, you know, tonight everything looked bad. So it's easy to start to be like, is this a major concern? Is this a major concern? Is this a major concern? There will be a night where those guys are out there flying and they're doing their thing and they look they look really good and you're just like okay, <laughs> maybe not. So so what's the take for Friday here? Are we expecting a hungry, angry Avs team to come out and and have an answer because it's yeah. it is St. Louis again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you know when we when during a normal season we always hype up division games. We're like, oh, these are four point games. These are a huge deal. Well, that's your entire season. They're all so, four-point games now. They're all four-point games. They all matter a ton. And in a division that should be pretty top-heavy, you want to you want to put your direct competition down. Yep. You don't want to be a reason that they are competing with you right at neck and neck in the standings. They want to. They need to put them down. And if they're going to fancy themselves to be a serious cup contender, uh, you don't string together bad games. You come out and you just. You, you just respond. You say, oh, we're, we have way more to give than that. We're a lot better than this. We're going to come out and prove it. I think that's exactly right. Cup contenders don't go on losing streaks. Um, they just don't. It, so, Avs are 0-1 to start the season. Can we call it the, uh, the January lull yet? <laughs> sure. <laughs> They play the Blues again on Friday night, so they'll have a chance to respond against the same team. After that, they do have a three-day break very early in the season. So, be kidding me with this Zadorov stuff? <laughs> this has got to be. This is. This is <laughs> got to be kidding. I refuse to believe otherwise. Uh, the Hawks weren't competing. Yeah, with, uh, the Lightning tonight. By the way. <laughs> I watched they, the first ten minutes of the game, and Z was like back covering three, like three different two-on-ones. I was like, "That's going to be a long year for that team." Yeah. <laughs> P.S. P.S. He was negative and everything. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that entire team was negative. They were looked bad. Yeah, Chicago did not look good tonight. At least the Avs didn't look that bad. Put it that way. There's your positive silver lining or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Z's five v five expected goal for percentage was thirty five. Yikers. Um, but even even if Friday doesn't go the Avs way, they immediately get a, one of their like three three-day breaks in the season after their first two games to work out whatever issues they have, and then it's kind of into the sprint for them. So expect more from the Avs Friday night, and certainly I, this team is far, far, far better than they were tonight. Yeah. That's I think it's that simple at this point. Um yeah, I, I guess that's all I got. The only thing the Avs need to do is avoid starting the same way the Nuggets did, and they'll be just fine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, especially a fifty-six game season. Does yeah, that the, Nuggets have, the Nuggets have seventy-two games to to write their yeah, that's and true. Figure it all out, so they'll be all right. Yeah, the Avs the Avs have to hurry it up. They don't have that same kind of time. There you go. Can't, they'll be can't they'll start. be they'll be fine. Honestly, I'm. I think that's where most of us are at is like, all right, unless this happens two or three more games in a row, then you start to panic a little bit. But yeah, I mean, some of that will be competition. Like if they, if they lose to St. Louis on Friday, you're like, okay, a little bit nervous here. But then if they go and they poop themselves on the California trip, then you're starting. Then to you're, real you're going, oh no. Yeah, for sure. Um, does that cover it? Or either you got any final thoughts you want to add to this game? 
I'm really cold. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the yeah, arena. Well, it's like, like a hockey rink, right? And yeah. but there's not all the people in it, and so it's I'm I'm really cold. Good to know. Yeah. So <laughs> I would like to I would like to pack up and go give this microphone to Allie so I can go home and start writing. Um everyone in the comments, like multiple people. Oh, you've been baited, out. Allie. You've been baited. Yeah. Is it not real? No. Let no. it be. <laughs> I like started feeling bad. I mean there's Michael, like Michael Henry Henry Jr. Birthday is the same as John this person. I was like, can we at least give him a shout out? I don't know. Like I, I feel dumb, but oh, he got just got us again, Zach. I'm just looking out. There, multiple people brought him up. I was like, "You guys really are just gonna ignore this dude wanting a happy birthday shout out?" Like, <laughs> but okay, I'm bummed, but whatever. All right. Well, if it actually is your birthday, maybe you can reward yourself with an amazing Wagyu steak from Hassle Cattle Company, bringing you the blue-collar Wagyu, the Wagyu affordable by every man and woman out there. You can get 10% off over at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, as AJ is losing it right now. Uh, they have a bunch of amazing meats. Highly recommend you check them out. Again, that code is DNVR10. He spent over two hundred dollars. You're making Ryan laugh from just hearing AJ's laugh. <laughs> you also get free shipping uh, for every time AJ laughs. So <laughs> I love that our community is so dedicated to this joke that poor Allie got in the crossfire. Well, now I will forever remember that Michael Whatever Junior doesn't have a birthday and doesn't exist. So doesn't have a birthday. <laughs> I'm, all right. Fun. I guess that's what it is. What it is. <laughs> the show is more off the rails than that Avs game went at this point. We're gonna get out of here with this post game. Thank you, everyone watching, listening. We'll be live at our normal 1 p.m. time tomorrow and oh, post game God. on Friday. So we hope to see you there. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.